One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's the song. You guys, every once in a while, you know, when I set out to do this podcast, I was like, I don't want to just have other comics on. But then sometimes you get people who are more than comics. They're authors, they're fellow podcast hosts, and they're famous, and they've always been really nice to you, which is the key factor in being on my podcast. You guys, we've got Heather McDonald here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Which you guys already knew because you submitted so many juicy questions. Oh, she good. She's creator good. and host of Juicy Scoop, which is on another network. Love it. But we've got questions for you. At Meg Brooke, Ruthie says, how the hell did you become friends with Kris Jenner? She also wanted to specify that this question is for you, not me. <laughs> okay. Many, many, many years ago, I was pregnant with my son who's now 13. That's how long ago it was. I was friends with Jillian Barbary, oh, yeah. who was a local, really huge L.A. local, uh, really funny talk show that was in the morning here. And she was doing a show called Skating with Celebrities. It was only one season. And she was on it because she actually had skated as a kid in Canada. So yeah. she like picked it right back up. She was almost one. Okay. And the other contestant was... Bruce Jenner at the time, Bruce Jenner, okay? Mm. And Bruce, so we're sitting there, and I see Chris Jenner and all these dark-haired girls eating candy, watching, you know, all we're all at the taping. And I'm like, who are those people? They're like, that's Bruce Jenner's wife. And I'm like, oh, yes, you know, because I'm remembering the OJ trial and everything. So then later on, they said they, the show was going to air, and she— Chris loved Jill, and Jill and told Jill, bring all your friends over to watch the taping of the show. So then we went to the house, wow. and that was the first time that I, like, hung out. So you're, like, old friends rooted in yes, L.A. Yes, yes. And Kylie, you know that song, Shakira, Shakira? Yeah. Okay. So all of a sudden, they're <laughs> upstairs, and this is not a house that you ever saw on the show. This was one in Calabasas, which was nice, but not as nice as, you know, what they got later. But... She and Kendall are like, come upstairs for a show. There was like a little speaker thing. Come upstairs. So we go upstairs, and she's got this like genie costume on, and she's on the pool table, and she's like about eight. And she's doing Shakira, Shakira, and dancing around. And I thought it was like fantastic, so fun. It reminded me of myself, like yeah. you're the youngest kid trying to get the attention. And I remember 
Bruce was like, oh, okay, enough of this. Like, saw that it was, like, a little too, like... Risque. Something. But I thought it was, like, hilarious. And then I'm, like, sitting there with Chloe, and I see photos of all these really fat kids. And I'm like, who are these little fat kids? And she goes, that was that was us. She goes, after my parents' divorce, I guess my mom just like gave us so much candy. And so when they were like little, like I was like, and I just felt like those are the kind of things. Oh, wow. And so then throughout the years, like I was doing real estate. So I sold Courtney her condo and Peter did Kim's first loan for her condo, like the first place wow. she bought. And then the same summer that Chelsea Lately started, their show started. We probably started a couple months prior to them. And, like, one of the first weeks of working on Chelsea Lately, we didn't have a guest. And my EP is like, who do you have? And I'm calling Marlon Wayne and I'm calling Jennifer Coolidge. And they're like, we have nothing to promote. We feel weird coming on a show. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, well, let me call Bruce. But could Chris come too? Because that way I'll, I know I'll get him there. If I call Chris and say you can be on too, then I know they'll come. And I go, they have this show coming on. It might work out. We'll see. We'll see. What a yes. guess. Yes. I think so it's, that's the so it's been a long time. So I, I always was resentful when people would say you're a star fucker and this and that. Absolutely. I'm like, I mean, I never knew that I didn't know you were friends with her. I don't I didn't know that, but I also think, you know, people forget that the celebrities that you're seeing didn't materialize out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> like you've lived in this town, you have a family here. Like it isn't like celebrities stay in one corner and everyone else yeah. gets a chance at meeting them once you're famous, you know? Right. Most people that are in this industry, if you have kids they go to the same school or they know the person or it's the neighborhood. You know, it's still, at the end of the day, a community. It's still a city. It's not like celebrities are kept locked away on a hill. Yeah. And then one day you meet them if you're lucky. That's interesting. That's interesting. I hugged Channing Tatum the other day. We're friends now. Oh, um, he's the cutest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question. This is a personal one, and I don't know if this is something you've ever said before. Camilla.Rinaldi says, do you clean your own house? If you do, what's your method? As I'm asking this question, I'm like, I don't care. Do you want to answer that? I am. Sorry, Camilla. Look, I grew up in a house next door to my parents' house, which is very nice, middle class, Woodland Hills. You know, I bought the same house. My kids go to the same Catholic school I went to. And my parents had a housekeeper that came once a week. So when I first got married, I think I had someone come one so two weeks. And then pretty soon, I've always had someone come once a week. Yeah. So I have a housekeeper. She comes. She yeah. does. So no, I don't do floors. Like unless unless like I'm having a party in there, let me sweep it up. But no, yeah. like the floors and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think I it's also do. having the house, your help. It's kind of based on what you grew up with. And yeah. Even when my parents were divorced and like like we always had a nanny or we had because my mom had two kids and we had someone that would come just to help my mom. This isn't yes. to like do everything. She wasn't in a maid's outfit. No, no. So no, I definitely was, not. A maid's I always thought that was kind of the way it was. And yeah. So I have a woman who's been with me through the, my condo and my house. We pick her up. We take her to the bus stop. I give her a lot of stuff. <laughs> she gets to take her daughters have like really nice clothes I've never worn. And. She does the stuff that I don't have time for, but I like to keep my house neat the rest of the week by myself. You know, it's so great because I did have somebody that stole from us. And it was heartbreaking because my mom's housekeeper, she had for like 20 years. And now the woman I have now is so trustworthy. But no, we we caught that. And that was a that was such a bummer. That is a bummer because you're like it's such a vulnerable thing. Like, I was gonna I hide it for my husband. Yeah, you wash. And my then my underwear. sister's like, you can't, you can't keep this his secret. Because no. I was like, just put the money back. I yeah. don't know what I'm gonna do without you. Just put the money back. Before. I need you. Oh, that's, yeah. that's such a sick relationship. Yes. Um. 
Somebody says, keeping up with Colin. Yes. With a K. Yes, I know him. He's, okay. He's my friend. He he's became my friend. He, he went to lots of shows. This is for me. Yes. Heather McDonald is a real delight. Yes. I can't wait to listen. I would also like to ask Eliza if she enjoys a buttery Chardonnay, just like Heather does. Oh, do you? I, how much, do you enjoy it a lot? You know what? I love it so much. It's my favorite drink. Okay. And I only love um, wines, really love wines from like the Napa Valley, both cabs and like Sonoma Chardonnays. And I just, this is an exclusive, I mean, uh, this is breaking news. Okay. <laughs> Peter was like, let's do this allergy test. So we, everybody in the family took out a piece of their hair and sent it. And, you know, my one son who's like the devil that's like never been <laughs> sick. I don't know if you remember, there was a movie called Damien and they realized yeah. he was the son of mm-hmm. the devil because she's like, don't, isn't it weird that he's never had a cold? I he's never been you, sick. I did all for you, Damien. Is this, yes. Oh, that's yes. When she jumped Yes. And the then the mom was like, don't you think it's strange? He's six and he's never had a cold. He's never had an earache. I have a son like that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, he, nothing. Okay. My other son, a couple things, not severe allergies, but just like mm, maybe mine was. California wines. Whoa. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. It wasn't like severe. It was like you your drank body. so much. That's what I think happened. Yeah. I think it's something that, and then my other friend said she did it. And the things that she loves the most, which were honestly like avocado, and like Brussels sprouts, popped up. And she's yeah. like, it's all I eat. And I'm like, I wonder if you get to a certain age. Yeah. And it's like, enough, girl. Like, find a, a new rest. path. Yeah. Or uh, I wonder also, like, define so I try allergic. to have just like, it wasn't allergic. It, it said like, Low tolerance to so like you get drunk. That's all that means. Maybe yes, That's fine. but I also feel like worse hangovers and stuff. So now I, if I have it, I try not to have more than like one and a half glasses max. I'm not a wine, a huge wine person. Uh, red wine makes my nose a little stuffy. Mm, I, I don't mind a buttery Chardonnay for eating fish, but I'm not. Yes. I don't seek out wine. I'm more of a, a vodka, a dirty vodka on the rocks kind of person, mostly because it has fewer I calories. love lots of drinks. I love a spicy margarita. I love a spicy I margarita. I love a cucumber martini. Ooh. I love... I, I used to love a Moscow Mule, but it's too much sugar. Yeah. I used to love sugary drinks, like tiki drinks. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, just put the olive on the vodka. Leave me alone. Well, yeah, because that makes the headache the worst, the hangover the worst. The sugar. The, the amount of sugar, Absolutely. not necessarily the booze. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. 
so I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general, and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala, and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Here's a personal question. Yes. At Lynn's takes awful? Takes of L. Takes of one. Come on, Lynn. How would you deal with a female boss who constantly belittles you, makes up lies about you, and says you're incapable of your job, yet you've won awards and constant recognition from higher-ups? Do you give in and find another job or give her a breakdown? HR and be a basic bitch? Help suggestions? Well, I've lived it. Let's hear it. Uh, the, uh, there was a female EP Ooh. at a show that I did for seven years. Figure it out. <laughs> and um, very passive aggressive. I think she wanted to, I think she always, she started out with aspirations of being a on-air personality. And then as time went on, she was happy to have this job, but she was not on, she was not on the show. Mm. And I think it. I, I don't know what it was. Like, you try, I try to be friendly. I try to have something fun to something. giggle about. But it was constant digs, constant, constant digs, and very, very passive-aggressive. And to the point where she'd say, no one's watching the show for you guys, you know, things like that. Yet we're on all the time, and we're doing sketches and everything. And I'm like, well, I think we help it. No, it's, you know, it's obviously just little things like that. And, um... I didn't say anything because I wanted to keep the job on television and they're very few and far to come along and yeah. either it's very hard to quit. So I first of all, I say to this person, Lynn, Lynn, it's very hard to quit. And if you like your job, mm. I would say, why not try taking her alone out off the premises and shooting her? No. <laughs> Like back of the barn. No, but being just like— Just a joke, folks. Just a joke. Ju- and just and just almost—but like that. But like having something where there's no witnesses. It'll be her word against yours. A neutral area. Yes. It'll be her word against yours. Don't tape it. Don't do a text. Don't do an email. Don't do anything where it can—do it so that if it comes back to you, you can deny it. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's your your perspective. Yes. That. Yes. And then, and then say, 
Like, get off my fucking jock, all right? Like, I, you're driving me crazy. I'm really good at this job. Find your own joy. I'm going to keep striving. We could, Let's try to be friends. You're saying passive-aggressive, snarky shit all the time. But open with get off my jock. Yes, just be like, I got your number. I see you. Just like NeNe Leakes would say, I see you. I, I see, see you. you. <laughs> say, I see you. I, I know exactly what you're fucking doing. You don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. You know, and I'll deny that this conversation ever happened if you want to go to the bosses. I like how, like, the under <laughs> overtones and undertones of you, it's so aggressive. But then you throw in there, like, we can be friends if you want. <laughs> like, okay, maybe. After you say, get off my jock. Well, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it's you're probably not. But I think, look, I had one major working situation in an office in my life. The rest were very little and yeah. in between. So I only have that to to give advice on. And I made a lot of mistakes during that time. But I also know to people that if you're going to complain, be ready to have to leave. If you go and complain about this woman, they may then turn and go, it seems like you're not happy and they'll like manipulate you into quitting. So just know that if you're going to complain or make them complain, whether it's sexual harassment or anything, be ready to be asked it might to not leave. go the way. Yes, you want. be asked to be ready to leave. And if you're not ready to leave, keep your mouth shut or try to do it with her alone. Right. With no pay, no paper trail. No paper trail is a smart idea. I also, of course, we don't have the specifics. We don't know is this your career or is it just a job. But I also think, and this is something I'm about to give uh, a speech about. Ooh, I think cool. we are so pit against one another. Like mm-hmm. I don't know that environment. Is it all men? Is it a normal workplace where there's also women there? Maybe you are hard to work with. Maybe she's just a bitch. But I do think, and I never give the benefit of the doubt because I'm always like, what is your fucking problem? Yeah. But giving the benefit of the doubt because there might be a moment, like, if you're just kind and she's like, you're right, and I am going through the worst thing, and I'm so sorry. Like, there's a version. Well, let me tell you what I think. Oh, no, sorry. Finish no, what you're saying. You give her a chance to be cool, and if she doesn't want to take it, then you decide if that's the hill you want to die on. Mm-hmm. But you give her that chance because— oftentimes I have to just with the ineptitude that abounds I have to go out of my way to a second and a third time be nice to someone and wait for them to realize they were being a fuckhead the other thing I think that one of the reasons as women I don't think we've gotten as far as we have gotten is that and another reason why I think women like to hire men especially Mm. gay men as as people to work for them instead of females is because by seeing a version of yourself Mm -hmm. 20 years younger than you, working for you. We're assuming she's younger. I don't know. Right, we're assuming she's younger. But this is kind of a different subject, which I've noticed. That, to some, some women become bitchy and passive-aggressive and mean to the 20-year-old female Mm -hmm. assistant because they see... The mistakes. Yes, and they're like, oh, this girl has a nice fiancé and she's pretty and she's got her whole life ahead of her and I made all these mistakes and I'm bitter and I don't want to see that. If it's a guy, straight or gay, in that position... It's like a relaxing, like, I don't want to be you. So it's like, I can't be you. So there isn't yeah. that competition. And I think that's unfortunately why you hear so much that women don't help all other women in the yes. workplace. I think we can all trace it back to All About Eve. Yes, uh, I loved All About Eve, the best ever. But also, you know, this idea that we always take everything as an attack. This girl's just living her life and... It doesn't mean that you are not going to live yours or that you're old or that you're ugly. Like, we take everything so personally because society structures it that way. But that's what they want. Listen to me. They want us to fight each other so that we can't get ahead. Mm -hmm. So every time you slight another woman for reasons she can't help, you're playing into a patriarchal game. Remember that. Very good. Right? 
But also, True. like, don't be a bitch. But recognize that about yourself, yeah. too. And you might not even be realizing that you're doing it. Yeah, there's that. So yeah. just, yeah, Heather's right. You take her to a desert, an undisclosed <laughs> location, a warehouse, and you reservoir Say, dog it I up. I see you. I yeah. know what you're up to. Stop it. If X, you can. If you can. CX underscore, I hate underscores. You know how I feel about this. CX underscore Skittle says, my best friend is a girl. And he's a dude, and I looked him up, and he's a cute okay, dude. Okay, okay. I, I did some, I should have been doing other things, but I, I spent my afternoon doing <laughs> Good. That. CX Skittles says, my best friend is a girl, an attractive one. I couldn't find pictures of the girl, though. Okay. Attractive one, and we're both single. Because, you know, women do this amazing thing that men don't do much, which is called listening and giving solid advice. I already like him. We're strictly platonic, and that's all it will ever be. My other female friends have no problem, but my male friends, this is weird, can't wrap their heads around it. How do I deal with guys giving me shit about it? Like say, oh, why, are you, why aren't you hitting that? You've got no game. This is interesting because it's it never is, men that I ask. know. I think what's kind of great about this new generation of men coming up is, and I think that they're going to be the ones that really help us flourish in a workplace. We don't give the guys enough credit that go up to the creeper and are like, get the fuck out of her office space, weirdo. Hey, man, she didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. And so this guy should stand up to his friends as well and be like, yeah, I don't have to fuck her. She's my friend. Sorry that that's the only way that you could communicate with girls, but you should try it and evolve a little bit and not be a creeper. Because you'll you might... fuck so much more. Because <laughs> you'll fuck so much more. But like, you know, I would say just call him, just say, just say, I don't care. Like. It's interesting because— I don't know how guys communicate with each other, but, like, you know— Undisclosed I, location. I, I know, but I do think by by just holding your ground and— So so he's saying he's not attracted to her anyway. Like, what if she leaned over and crawled on top of him You'd one fuck. night? You'd fuck. So he's trying to— he, But I do believe I've had platonic friendships. and One of you was not as hot as the other, though. It's never too hot. People just don't want to fuck. I mean, I'm not saying it's you or them either time, but like I have had platonic. Most of my platonic friendships with men, I'm like more attractive than I can't think of. I had one friend that was hot and that was very difficult for me because like I really wanted to make out with him. Yeah. But then we became friends and I was like, I don't want to make out with you anymore. But it's never totally like you're both tens and you're just not doing it. It's rarely that. It, it, it is. But I do believe it can happen. Sure. But I understand why then once you get your significant other, why they don't really want that around. Unless that, that person's taken too. Like, I'm like very good friends with Chris Frangiola and always have been. And, you know, and I even joked at one time I was like, was attracted to him. Even though I was married when I met him. I'm still married. You know, it, it's so, it's so platonic. It's like not even funny, but. I think it underestimates your uh, morals. Yeah, this is not his question. His question is about his guy friends. And quite frankly, what you have over women is that when a guy says something, people listen. If I'm like, I don't really, you know, I don't know. People are like, yeah, right. People love to undermine women. As a guy, you can look another man in the face and be like, you're being a fucking bitch right now. And those guys will be like, oh, all right. Sorry, bro. Like, you yes. just got to yes. put them in their place or fight them. Men really respond to fighting. <laughs> Punch him. Punch him in the schnoz. Punch him right in the throat. That'll clam him up. All right, next question. Hi, it's Hilda. What do you think about guys who are super comfortable making sexual jokes before even meeting when initially just starting to talk on an online dating app? Okay, so that means like you're just talking and, and he's like, oh, nice ass. Kind of just sexualizing a lot of conversation despite being seemingly nice and funny. I'm not uptight. 
by the way, you don't have to say that. Like, that's a, an accusatory thing men do. Like, don't be a prude. I am uptight, and I like it. <laughs> but in my experience, I am. I am not chill. These kinds of dudes are mostly just looking for one th- thing at the end of the day. I don't consider myself easily offended. Another thing, women make the mistake. You can be offended. But I just don't want to waste any more time or emotion on dudes who aren't into it with the goal of finding a partner. P.S. Love you both to death. Well, um, you know, I've been married a long time, so I did not have the displeasure of having to deal with the apps. But I'm absolutely intrigued by it and having a lot of knowledge of it, and I have friends that are doing it. And immediately they've told me it's such a turnoff when, you know, within a few times— it's gross. It's the grossest. And why is this um, even a question? The answer I, is delete. I, why did I ask? You that? know, guys, we we also need to educate the men. You need to tell people how to act. Okay, you need to train them. You need to tell them. Clearly, they've gotten away with this behavior. Girls have come over and fucked them after they sent a dick pic. It's working. It's worked for someone. Harvey Weinstein wasn't rejected every time. People were jumping on that dick, getting jobs, and we're never going to hear from that proud woman, but she's wearing a Time's Up at the awards ceremony too. Okay? It's not, you don't keep doing it. So we just need to let people know right off, and I've had friends tell someone right away, sorry, you know, you turned me off. You did this. Right away, I'm grossed out, goodbye. And then then my friend will get a comment like, wow, that was a really good offer for a woman your age. It's like, fuck right, you. Of course. That's always but so what? You're ugly like, anyway. Do it. Say what you really think. Say you're being gross and I'm doing a Christian service by telling you that <laughs> because nobody is going to, no one of any quality is going to want that. The problem with being a woman is it's one of those things where when you say what you feel, it's like, well, you were ugly anyway. And somehow a male opinion kind of carries more weight. Like, all because he said you're a bitch or a slut or a prude. All the reasons, by the way, that you're saying things like, I'm not uptight, I don't mm-hmm. get offended, are those behaviors are ingrained in you, Dr. Hilda, because people have said that before. So you're trying to be like, no, no, look, I am cool. I just don't you're like apologizing. that you told yeah. me about your rock-hard, throbbing cock. I honestly, you weren't going to be with this person anyway. You may as well say something adroit and rude and cold right back and then block them. But I also want you to know this. Like, and I'm not saying he's so great, but he's great. My husband never did that to a woman. My male friends never did that. Men that I like and respect weren't like, oh, you want to touch my dick? Oh, never mind. Whoops. Hey, do you want to go see an art film? Scott, you don't do that. This is learned behavior. It's societal learned behavior, but it's, it's, if they're creeps like that, they're going to be creeps like that. And he might be reformed later when he accidentally gets some girl pregnant and they've got to move to like Chino Hills to like be closer to her family or whatever. This behavior, like, that was never going to be the guy for you. And there are guys out there who don't do that. They, I mean, they the apps gross, have made it really horrible. And I am currently raising what looks to be uh, straight white males, two of them. And I don't know, like, I constantly tell them, you know, they know what creepy is. My, yeah. You know, my son will go golf with some older guys. He's 16. And he'll laugh at how... The gross things that they say so and, how, and how gross and how turned off the the cart girl is. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you see that. As long as because, you see it. Yeah, I'm so glad that you see it and recognize it and are embarrassed by it and, and like almost see, feel sorry for that old creep because you're not it. But at the same time, this world of dating is really hard because that's really the only way people are meeting. And, you know, that's why... I believe that in, like, a few years it's going to go in a complete reverse and people are going to, like, have 
coffee places where they have to meet. Like and malls. I think matchmakers are going to make a big comeback okay. because people are just going to be like, you know what? This isn't working. So I got to try something else because the swiping and all of that. We is, have you on record. Yes. As, the, as you I also want to bring back arranged marriage in a positive way. Like I find another couple I'd like to co-grandparent with. And then we just say. Put down your video game for a minute. I found a girl for you. She's pretty. She's smart. She has a job. And then my kid will be like, okay. And, okay, then, he'll be an, and then he'll be a nice husband for it. No, uh, I mean, it's hard. I do that in plenty of countries. It's, India's thriving yes, with I'm that. I'm telling you, it's not a bad way to go soon. It's not a bad way. I do think parents, you know, your advice, it really kids do take it to heart. It's not a bad way to go. That being said, there's also this pressure on women to, like, make it work. Like, I don't know if he's that cute. Okay, what if... We always do this. We look at these guys, you're like, he's not that cute, but what if he's really great? What? Because we are cerebral and we can fall in love with a personality. You don't have to make it work. Some guy said something shitty... It's one thing if he makes a mistake, but he said something offensive right out of the gate. You don't... That's not the guy. There, there are so many other guys you could be with. The pressure to try to make it work with each guy is insane. And what? Right before I met my husband, and probably about six months before I met my husband, I was... Always going on lots of dates, which is another thing that's really sad about this generation. Beautiful girls that are over 30 that are sexual and have had relationships have never been picked up on a date. The guy has never come to their house and they've gotten the car. Now, oftentimes they're scared of that because now you think you're going to be murdered. Right. But, you know, just have someone track your phone and hopefully they'll find you. I don't know. But at a certain point, you've got to make the guy, there's got to be a challenge. Hopefully they'll find you. There's got to be a little, but I think there's, you've got to make it a little challenging for the guy. They, They like challenges. They like sales. They like sports. Like, Everything's so easy. Like, literally, you're going over there at 2 a.m. No. To suck their dick. It's not going to be a challenge. It's and also it's like, not going to end up, like, he's not going to be, like, as you're blowing him, like, this is the girl for me. Right. Men love a chase. But more importantly, you deserve a chase. And yes. you deserve the respect. He does, You don't have to go out to dinner, but he has to make an effort. Not, like, we'll meet there, we'll split the bill for coffee. You no. Because you already spent a lot of money on your face. And your eyelashes and your makeup, so he can just chill out and take that L for one yeah. year. I mean, that's what that's what's also is, you know, by always seeing that face before on the on the apps, you immediately make a decision, yes or no, and that's also a bummer because how many times back in the day were you like at a party and someone's getting cuter as they're talking to you and you're laughing and da da da, or you get to know someone. And then they're more appealing. like Personality. Yeah, but now everybody sees the face, and then they go back five years, and they see, oh, but his, all his last three girlfriends were blonde, and I'm a brunette. It probably will never work. He obviously has a type. <laughs> it's like, what? I also, the longer you're single, the more, desperate isn't the word, the more open you are. When you're fresh out of a relationship, you're like, no, no, eyes aren't the right shade of blue. Keep going. And then you're a single for a little bit. You're like, okay, maybe the guy with the with his hair. Maybe the guy with the... And so you start, like, casting this wide net, which is good because you're giving people chances, but it's also you don't want to get desperate. You want to keep your standards, and people love to call girls picky. I don't subscribe to that word. You keep your standards, and you ask to be treated like a human. And any guy that falls short of that is garbage. But you also have to get out there. Don't let it go too long. Well, and you get real comfortable. Guys and hope. girls. Right. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. 
It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Anonymous, like you, I'm assuming both of us, I'm in the entertainment business. I'm an opera singer. Recently, (laughs) I found that a female friend slash colleague of mine has been less than friendly toward me. We're both in relative competition with each other for work, and I've been gaining more success than she has recently. As a result, I've noticed our friendship has taken a turn, and she has been rather cold and snippy with me. Part of me feels that it comes from a place of insecurity. On, on her part. I've been supportive toward her when she's feeling down and I always offer to be available when she needs to talk. All in all, I'm just getting frustrated since I feel like I'm slowly losing a friend. Any advice on how I should approach this? Should I let it go or try to talk to her about it? Heather, your thoughts? Well, because they are both opera singers and there's probably... They probably the are in the world. So they probably really are in competition with each other and I think it is really going to be hard to be supportive of each other. I really do. Mm-hmm. And... You know, uh, if male or may, female, right, by the may, way, maybe you can maybe you can handle that better as far as like who cares or like I always used to think when I'd go on audition, it took me a long time to not be like jealous and all that. And I still am. OK, <laughs> but like I would remember I'd go on audition and people be like, oh, Sally, and they'd hug each other. And I think, good luck. They're great. And get there. that part. And I was like, wow, they're so evolved. Don't they realize that the girls, the competition? But then I later realized, no, really, if it's the part's not yours, it's not yours. It wasn't meant to be her showing up. Yeah. But then also times, sometimes you see someone and you're like, 
fuck, they are better for this than me. And I swear. I remember one time I was got, I went for a, for a part on Friends. Okay. By the way, Heather was also on Frasier. Oh, which is my favorite show, and I know the episode because you were one of Frasier's blind dates, and I you know. made R. You told like a pirate joke. I'm yes, a huge I did. Fan. So okay, I was so excited. It was gonna be like a, again, like kind of a small co-star guest star thing, but not like huge part. And uh, they had to like decide that day, and so they're like, just wait, wait. And I did it and killed it and everything. And then they're like, okay. And then just then this girl walks in. She's like, I'm here. I'm here. Ugh. They're like, oh, my God. Kelly, oh, Kelly is here. Hold uh, on. What's up? I'm not kidding. Kelly is here. And then they go in. And I'm hearing the, you know, hearing laughter <sighs> and everything. And then they come out and they're like, um, they're, she, she's still in there. And they're like, okay, thank you so much. You were great. Oh. So, look. Some, Your so, face just My faded. point is. If your friend got laryngitis or you got laryngitis, maybe she wouldn't – maybe if you got laryngitis, she probably wouldn't feel that – she'd probably feel bad that she didn't feel bad, but she wouldn't feel bad mm. because you're in a competition. It's going to be a hard friendship. It just really is. That's all I can say. Yeah. I also – you're the one more successful, so it's easier for you to be like, should I talk to her? I don't know. Right. I wonder how you'd feel if she was really more successful. And maybe you are one of those yeah. people that's just big about it, but – if you reverse those roles. That being said, let me say this. You want friends that can evolve with you, and you do want friends that can be happy for you. And it's natural for them to look at you and be like, I really wanted that. But And I say this all the time. You can't take every friend with you. And it sucks because you she's one of the few women that probably knows exactly what you go through. But that's a toxic energy, and you might be putting too much energy into this. Like, if she can't right. get over it, then, okay, we're just not that close anymore. I've had friends like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, look, I'm I'm more successful than you, and I don't rub it in your face, but you take this also personally. I remember <laughs> I had a comedian friend, okay, in our twenties. Well, she was a little older than I am. She was quite a bit older, actually, but she was, she came she looked really young, and um, we talked all the time. And there wasn't, I mean, there was competition, yes, but not really because she was such a different type than I, and we were, had so much fun, and we were just so supportive, and we let make each other laugh, we do gigs together. And then one day she just really was blowing me off. Not, this is back when you would leave messages and voicemails and stuff, <laughs> not answering me, not calling me back to the point where, like, I finally left that final one. Like, I don't know what the hell happens. The last time I call you, whatever. I see her, like, six months later, and she's being very, like, weird and aloof at the comedy store. And then I kind of stopped doing stand-up for a while. So I never saw her. And then many, many years later... We finally somehow hook up and see each other. And I go, why did you dump me? Like, what did I do? I've literally been wondering for like eight years. And she said that one night <laughs> we were all hanging out at the comedy store and she was talking to Johnny Sanchez. Do you know who Johnny Sanchez is? Uh -huh. The comedian. <laughs> and I joined the booth. And she thought I was hitting on him. I didn't even know she liked him. He's much shorter than I am. I was never attracted to him. I thought we were all platonic friends. And she, that's when she turned on me and wow. was like. And didn't have the balls to say, hey, I like him. Oof. But maybe I feel like it was getting to a point where then we had the same manager and maybe it became a competition thing. I don't know. But years later, I saw her and she was. Really sweet. Like, she came to my dad's funeral, and we've kind of, like, lost touch since. But Who is it? I have to know. You tell me. Tell me I'll after. tell you after. But, I, I mean, I think she's, like, a great woman. Like, I think she's – there was a lot of great things about her, but that was just really weird. And I wondered for so many years 
So I do think sometimes you got to dump people, but God, if there's a way to kind of let them know like why you want to take a break without breaking their heart. But it's kind of like what you were saying about the boss. Like, you know, give them. Oh, I think you're all about like give them a moment, like take them out for coffee, be like, you know, I want get it off your chest. Yeah, like let's just lay it out there because like I want to be friends with you, but I don't want this to be painful for anyone. But I do think this life is short and it's worth saying it. You know, so, yeah. And I think people sometimes put out a shitty vibe. And God, had you said that to her and she was like, I, I like Johnny, you'd be like, oh my God, I, I didn't even realize I was talking to him. And you could have, yeah. Female insecurity, it's such an enemy to women because it creates all these enemies in our minds and it pits us against each other. Um, but, like, in all of the things that I was obsessing about of why she dumped me, it yeah. was never Johnny Sanchez. Never in a billion <laughs> years would that have crossed your mind. Uh, Ladams, 0419, Ladams, L-, L. Adams, when you have an intimidating opportunity in front of you, what do you do to boost your confidence going into it? He's not talking about well, appearing on my show. I mean, int- intimidating... <sighs> You got to be grateful that the opportunity is there, and I do believe. I don't know whose quote this is, but like you know, why not? Why why not it be you? I think like it's Mindy why, Kaling. No, it's Mindy Kaling. Why not me? Is yeah, that something book? that was it. Why not me? Like why not? Yes, exactly. It goes. Who can you know say? Yeah. Who knows where the quote really came from? But I'm just saying, like, yeah, like so you've got it. So even though you're like, fuck, maybe I'm a little underqualified, or I don't even know how this great opportunity fell in my lap. Like, go for it mm-hmm. because you have this opportunity and be just be grateful that it presented itself and and do your best and um, and be as prepared as possible. Don't blow it off. Don't think by, like, not caring it's going to come yeah. off great because I've done that, too. And I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't I spend more time memorizing those lines, you fucking idiot? Like, so I think be, be as prepared and because then you won't be mad at yourself when you leave. Then if you don't get it, yeah. you'll be like, or you don't do well, you'll be like, at least I did everything I could. You're all, you're definitely talking it. about an audition. <laughs> like audition, in your mind. but like also like when my sister had that attitude of like taking the bar, mm-hmm. trying to pass the bar, she was just like, as long as I know that I've studied as hard as I possibly Absolutely. can, if I fail the first time, because a lot of people have to take two, sometimes three times, she's like, I won't be mad at myself. But we were the kind of people that we'd get mad at ourselves if we didn't do everything we could yeah. to prepare. I talk about this in my book. And part of me is like, maybe she was quoting my book. Um, but it's all about the at-bats. And it is all about, like, can you sleep at night knowing, like, I really left it all in the field. Like, I yeah. really did. Also, the way you come off to other people, like, let's say it is an audition or let's say it is A an interview or something. Or, yeah. And if you come to this board and you're like, I've prepared this and this and, you know, and people see that, like, it wasn't my favorite, but she came prepared. Right. You know, and then then at least it reflects something about your work ethic. You can always make up whatever you lack in natural talent. You can make up right. for it with hard work. And that is that is how a lot of people get by. Like, I just had a friend, a very good friend of mine. This is a cr- amazing opportunity kind of came to her. Mm-hmm. She went seven interviews and this would have been the perfect job for her. She's um, a really good friend of mine, but she kind of has been out of the work field for a while. She's a mom. This would have been great. She could have, like, had flexibility. And I knew there was a small chance that she wouldn't get it, even though it was looking very positive. And I kept saying to her, I'm like, whatever happens, now you're on this track. Like, start following this field. See if there's something else that you can get in it. And she didn't get it. It was between her and one person. She didn't get it. 
And I was like, I, believe me, it sucks. We're in the business where we don't get a lot of things more than any other business where you go out for it. Yeah. But I was just like, but just be grateful that now this has been, why was this door open in the first place? It's that you should be doing something similar to this and don't give up. Don't just think, oh, well, this didn't work out because I'm going back to my Because other guess thing. what? There's no act three where like someone comes in and saves you. Like, in this life and in this business, when you're down, you stay down. There is no door opens and a lucky penny comes walking through, like... How would a penny walk? It's got, like, legs and it's, like, an anthropomorphized penny. But it's the idea, like, we're taught because of movies. Like, if I just really feel really bad, if I eat this cake, then I'll feel worse and it'll be okay. No, you're going to feel fat, you're going to go to bed, and tomorrow is going to be the same shit. So you've got to do it for yourself. And the other thing is, you know... That expression of everything happens for a reason. Well, sometimes that's very hard to take when something happens because you're like, oh, my God, you know. But I say give it time, maybe even a couple years, and you all of a sudden you'll wake up one day, whether it's a relationship that ended or a job that ended or something, and you'll, you'll go, oh, my God, I wouldn't be here if that bad thing didn't happen and then I didn't do this and like and then all of a sudden you realize, no, it did all work out. But sometimes you will have regrets and you may not see the light for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't always appear. This question is only for Heather. Okay. Well, stay out of it. Well, I like how it says question for Heather and then it's all about your husband. I'm like as if I'd be like, I have some thoughts. (laughs) In reference to serial step baby mama drama. That's a thing I talk about on my podcast. Uh Uh-huh. What made you hold on and stay with Peter when I'm sure there were times it was rough? My step baby mama isn't nearly a serial, but she's incredibly controlling, a constant presence, and makes me doubt where I stand in my own relationship. It feels like there's three of us in this party for two. I love my man, but sometimes I wonder if I want to put up with having her in my life and all the headache and problems that comes along with her. And then my assistant wrote note, Heather discusses step baby mama drama on her podcast and yeah. has mentioned it, so she may or may not want to discuss it. Oh, no, I'll discuss it. So, yes, I'm a stepmother. And there was a very juicy story about it, and I put up with every Lifetime movie scenario that you'd want to think of. It 100% sucks. I had people that said, run for the hills. Yeah. And um, and many times I wished I had. But I did get married, and that's what kept me in it. Like The legal binding. Yes, the legal <laughs> binding, the promises to God, the um, the way I was raised— uh, so I would say to someone in that situation, it is, it's very hard to be a step parent. It's very hard to deal with the step mama drama. Uh, it is very step baby mama drama. It's very, um, you don't feel like you're number one. It isn't his first child is the one with you. All of those things suck, but many, many years later, my stepdaughter is my only girl, which I think God did for a reason. I think he purposely gave me boys so that she would was the only girl. We have a fabulous relationship now. She's in college. It was not always easy. It wasn't always hard. Much like the movie you did in The Instant Family, we had an opportunity for her to start living with us when she was 11. And my husband was like, I don't know. Like, she's difficult. Brandon's starting kindergarten. And I was like, absolutely not. we got to get her now at 11 so I can get her into the all-girl Catholic high school so that I can shape her and da-da-da-da. Wow. And I was like, no. Like, if she, does, if she doesn't start knowing, like, my kind of life, she won't have my kind of life. She'll have this other fucked up life. And her mom is very off, okay? She's okay. not, you know, she owned a business and stuff, but just not good parent. So, you know— is she okay with you saying that? 
my stepdaughter. Yeah. You know, I've never had her listen to that part, but but we talk about it and we're aware. And I'm like, if she wanted to listen to the Step Baby Mom and Draw, I put it on Patreon because of that. Because I felt like, you know, that's if people want to pay a little bit of money, they're my true fans. I ha- I'm okay with it. Like, at this point, I don't care. She's over 18. And, but for so long, I, but if my situation could get better, it can get better. But... These years are fleeting. Once she or your, once your baby gets to be of a certain age, they can really kind of arrange it, and you guys can step out of it. Right. So, but it is the hardest relationship. It's the most underappreciated oh, relationship, and, and you just have to just know that, like in the end, it, you know, hopefully you will be rewarded. But at the same time, if you're young and if you're not married, mm-hmm. think real long and hard about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there's also like pro, it's a pro and con thing. Like, yeah, do the pros outweigh the cons? Do you love is this the person that you're meant to be with? Then you'll figure it out. I think that that's really gracious of you. I when you were telling me that story, I was in my head you were gonna be like, yeah, no, she can't live with us, and you were like, get her in here. I want her to have a better upbringing. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think a lot of people would do that. I think a lot of people would be like, I don't want to deal with that because I really saw it as like this is my daughter for life until hopefully she's about 50 and I'm, you know, pushing 80. So a couple shitty years and those years are so, you only have one shot at those years to make sure that the kid isn't getting vaping. Yes, I don't like kids who vape. That they don't start smoking pot. That they don't start becoming a cutter. That they don't get pregnant. You have like this, these just these few years to make sure. And even then, they could get real fucked up at 27 or become yeah. schizophrenic in college. It's never over. But I'm saying, like, you as a parent had these, this chance, and I felt like that was a chance. I couldn't believe it. We tried to get her at 3, and we couldn't get her. We tried to get her at 5, we couldn't get her. And then at 11, her mom was like, I can't stand her. You take her. Wow. We are fighting all the time. And, and it was the best thing for for her. And I think they, ha- they don't have a great relationship, but they have one. And I think the only reason they have a little bit of one— is because she didn't live with her mom. Wow. They just didn't, they weren't, it wasn't a good combo, you know? I mean, these are all, I come from a divorced family and parents that picked one kid over the other, things like that. So it's always so specific, but I don't disagree with you. If you're single and this guy's got, I hate to say it, but baggage, think long and hard. And again, I don't believe in soulmates. Like, there are other men you could marry, but if this is the one, then you don't get to complain about it ever again. And it's really hard because as the girlfriend of the guy with the kid, you're just hearing his side, yeah. probably, um, and you don't have a kid, and you're coming in like Mother Teresa, like, oh, I know, like, you know, I know how great things can be, and, and and not that I did that at all. I tried to be friendly to the girl, but you have that perception. It's just a lot of work. It's very draining, and we got to a point where, like, that's all we ever talked about. No one would invite us over. Right. Like, we were just, it was just, like, just I look drama. back, and I'm like, oh, my God, we got married. We were young. We were, like, 30. Why weren't we going to Vegas? And, like, yeah. no, it was just every other week, like, picking her up at the, at the police station because we, that way it was filmed, and she couldn't accuse us of, like, false accusations. I mean, it was just a fucking oh nightmare. That poor kid. It was so not fun. No, it's not for fun. For a really long time. But it can be fun, and it can get better. And you're, and if this woman is not mentally strange, like, and eventually... I don't know. But it's just, just so know easy. it's hard. It it's, just know it's hard. It's so easy to malign the women. Like we have evil stepmother, evil yes. step it's that's historically and stepdads are child molesters. Like when think of stepdads, yes. <laughs> but women are like just evil to the core. Uh, yes. 
So, but, but sometimes, sometimes it can work out where sure. the new girlfriend and the mom get along, and they, so much, and they, yeah, and they, they do all the arrangements, and it helps that they, no one has to talk to the husband. Like, who knows? So can every I, situation is different. Can I say it? When yes. my parents got a divorce, this is my juicy scoop. Yeah, uh, my dad wouldn't speak to my mother, and it wasn't particularly volatile like they argued but he would make everything go through my stepmom so here's this new woman that's just hearing his side and handling it and my mom's like you just you won't speak to me I can't get you on the phone about your own kids he's like that's what she does and that's just his nightmare but yes. um and that was before texting too so that probably or right for around. sure yeah so that's hard, hard too her. I mean at least at least you guys now there's emails and texting because a lot of divorced couples they'll literally the judge will say the only way you can communicate oh, really? is this so that there's a record of it. You can't call them on the phone and say horrible things to them. Do you know what you I know? do? Speaking of horrible things, to keep my dad on his toes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, because I feel it, I'll text him and I'll just be like, I know you hate me. Why? He'll be like, I don't hate you. I'll be like, I know you do. And then I just won't answer. And then I'll just let him defend it. Because why not? Because let's keep him mentally agile. <sighs> Like, you didn't talk to me for a little bit. He'll be like, there were things that we didn't say, but I've always loved you. I'm like, I don't know. And then I just leave it alone. Yeah. Oh, That's God. so He's brutal. Gonna, yeah, it is brutal. But you know what? That's... So is growing up. He's going to be a guest on this podcast. Uh, and it's going to be great. Okay. But that's what you do. If you want to if you wanna make your parents jump through mental hoops, if they, des- if they deserve it. Like, I feel like he owes me yeah. a little bit. I know you hate me. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's just really hard. It's so hard. I feel hard. that way. It okay. is really hard for kids. It is hard. Let, let it have gone through that. It's really hard. Even though we say it isn't, it is. And if you're a girl, you're not allowed to feel bad because then people say you have daddy issues. But when men have a problem, then it's like, oh, who cares? Just tough it out. So basically, <laughs> the world is your enemy. Brittany Preece. Brittany Preece. If you could go back and... I feel like you're going to have a great answer for this. Yes. If you could go back in time and give your middle school self one piece of advice, oh my God. what would it be? Start a YouTube channel when it comes out. <laughs> Don't think it was this fleeting thing. Oh, my God. I remember exactly where I was when I heard about YouTube. And I was like, mm. That's how I felt about Twitter. I was like, why would anyone <laughs> want to let people know things? I but middle, that was way off. So middle school. That's your piece of advice? No. I mean. That's hilarious. But, I, but middle school, um, I guess don't, don't be hurt that. Like, I guess I'd say, hey, just know that, like, you're going to kill it in college, but you're going to be, like, ugly and no one's going to ask you out for a really long time. <laughs> and don't worry about it. And I did kind of know it. Like, even in eighth grade. You knew it was going to get better. Like, even in eighth grade when they were people deciding who was going to be most successful, I knew it would be the girl that had, like, a 4-2. But I also was like, it's totally going to be me, but no one's going to see this now. I know it. I, I you know, same way. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like, I know it, but it's gonna go to the girl who has a four two, who now just like runs the lunch program at my school. Like, so true. Yes, it's true. Right. But she has a good life. But I'm saying it's not the most successful person if you were to look at what is success. And then know? it's like define success. But yeah, exactly, yes. you're right. Doing the but, lunch program is so much better than doing stand up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, it sounds really sedentary. Uh, I like that because I was the same way. I'm like, you guys, one day you're gonna see this. Like, I, I always had so much confidence, even yeah. though I wasn't the prettiest. I was just like, no, I've got a great body, and I like hot dudes. Uh, but that's just something you're born with, that that weird confidence, that insidious confidence. My advice, I don't know, because that makes it sound like I made a mistake when really, and this is the story of my life, I think I was super cool, and I don't know what those girls' problems were. So my advice is, hey, little girl with the curly hair, you keep being you, because all those other girls suck. And yeah, you're going to get a nose job, and things are going to get a little bit easier. 
It's going to be cool. Same advice you had. Yeah. Yeah. But I always thought I was like, I just remember like my parents would forget to pick me up from school. It'd be raining, but they would tell me like, don't get in the car with anyone else. We're coming. But we didn't have cell phones and stuff. And I remember I'd just be like looking at my feet, like walking through puddles at home in the rain. And I was like, this will be the opening scene for my made for TV movie <laughs> about my dramatic, awful life. Like I was always like, one day there'll be a movie and this is going to be the opening scene. Oh my God, that's And then so I'd get funny. home and my parents would just be like drinking coffee, reading the paper. Oh, we forgot we drove you today. So I normally would ride my bike. And, and it like then, wasn't that bad. It just sucked. No, it just was, yeah. Oh I was my just, God. But I just wanted like the sympathy of what that was. Also, here's my advice. If you're going to yes. threaten to run away, you have to pack more than cereal. <laughs> and like you can't just go to the front yard behind like a hedge. You got to make them feel it. Next question. Jay Larry B says, Jay Lee Larrabee says, do you think it's appropriate? I didn't even read the question. I just saw the word Snapchat. I was like, we're asking this. Okay. Do you think it's appropriate for a married 37-year-old man to only said, to only message you on Snapchat? We worked together and he watched my dog once and invited me over for dinner with his wife and son. I never thought it was weird, but my boyfriend thinks it's hella inappropriate and gets jealous. I'm 28, and we work in the timber industry in Humboldt. BTW, come up and visit your brother. Oh, this is obviously to me because my brother lives up there. Okay. <laughs> Do a gig in Humboldt. That's weird that we know that. Um, He's absolutely fishing to get to fuck you. A hundred percent. Hot take. hundred percent. And just... Just quash it. Just be like, you know, just go, hey, or eventually go, hey, my, my boyfriend's not cool with you contacting me um, outside why, of work. Why put it on the boyfriend? Why not just step up and be like— You're right, but but because you have to work with him, I do think putting it on the boyfriend will make it a little less uncomfortable because it's going to be uncomfortable. That's why we've been sexually harassed all these years because we're uncomfortable mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, you dirty old man. <laughs> You know, instead of standing up to it. So if she's still working with him, it makes it a little weird because you're rejecting him. Like, you know, and and that's the thing. Once you've pointed it out that uh, you're creeping me out and and I'm rejecting you, now they're uncomfortable every time they see you. And they could possibly jeopardize her position. So I think if she was just like, I know it's all in good fun, but— you could yeah. put it on your boyfriend. Yeah, like, but he's my so but weird. just be like my boyfriend doesn't find it appropriate. If you need to get a hold of me, just text me normally. Here's my problem. My problem is that a 37 year old man has Snapchat at all. Well, I t- I tried Snapchat. It was so hard. I'm like basically Instagram does it all. Why do you need Snapchat? I don't get it. It's kind of gotten washed away. Not many people use it. Okay. You all. Then part of me was like, what if you concoct like a? But he does Snapchat because it goes away, right? That's the whole point. He's contacting. Yeah, but you can still screen grab it. But yeah. it does go, but it does, but it go, does away. go away. Yeah, it's I forgot like te- about that. It's not like a text that'll live until you delete, you know, or get a new phone or whatever. Um, unless they screen, this guy's probably just like snapping his dick, and it's like people will take a picture of that. Well, I think she would say if he was snapping his dick. She would. She, she would was just saying he's snapping, like it's to communicate time. with her, so that his wife, his yeah. wife probably doesn't know how to look at Snapchat, but she looks at the text. So yeah. I do think it's sneaky. I do think he's out to get with you sexually, and you should nip it in the bud now. I have a friend who is married. Anyway, and I never talk to him, but when I do on a rare occasion, he's like, yeah, just DM me on here. And I'm just like, I am not going to fuck you. You're married now. I'm married. Like, this is so... And I know, like, there's something shady going on, so I just unfollowed on Instagram. I was like, I don't I need think, anything from you. I think a you. lot of people, guys especially, because I've had friends tell me this too, they kind of are like... Literally throwing out yes. the the fishing rod. Like, see if they still got it. Like, even if you were like, "All right, meet me here tonight. I'm ready to fuck." They might be like, "Well, no, I can't." You know, that's like, what you, you should don't do. Know how far they will go? No, that's what you but do. But they're shut definitely it down. enjoying this dance of flirtation yeah, and all he's of this. Taking a dump with a beer, and he's like, "Oh, I bet I can get an erection." Hey there, and it's Larrabee. such a s- slippery slope once you start going down that 
emotional relationship stuff, which you can't be, which it is. If you're not being completely honest with your spouse about it, then it is. People do that. I definitely have male friends where, like, they're married or getting married, and I'm like, you would cheat on her right now. There are red flags in conversations and just thing, and I'm just like, oh, my God, my husband would never do that. I would never do that. Um... It's a creepy thing. This guy, that's what you should do is you text back like, let's fuck now. And he's like, oh, I can't. And be like, get out of my way, little boy. Like, you can call his bluff. Don't do that because he will fuck you. And don't do anything where you have any kind of record. No, like, don't tell do him it. again in person. Can I and be can like, I hey, this? don't, don't, you can't do this anymore with me. My boyfriend is getting pissed. Yeah, you could do that. Or be like, I know it's innocent. I know you didn't mean anything about it. I enjoy our friendship here, but we just have or to just communicate here. Just stop opening your snaps from him. Stop opening. Yeah, you could do that too. And just be like, I've been so busy. There's also a version where you concoct like a thing where you pretend like you get mad and you're like, I'm blogging you on Snapchat. He's like, don't. You're like, no, I am. And then block him. Like you can make a whole joke. I like the idea where you just don't open your fucking snaps. Who cares? Yeah. How many snaps? Just don't. Or just be like, I'm not really on Snapchat anymore. Just be like, I'm doing a social media cleanse. You can say the dumbest shit to guys. and I know, but I do, yeah, going back, I do think just you need to nip this because you work with him. He's got a wife. You never know how weird the wife might be. And suddenly, like, she's at your doorstep. Like, just nip this in the bud. Listen to me. Just be like, it's not cool. Listen to Heather, but also listen to me. Screen grab every one of those motherfuckers. Yes, I do agree with that. That way, when he gets squirrely. You say, okay, I've screen grabbed these, and if you think it's innocent, I think your wife would be interested to know why you have a Snapchat. Yeah, or if you're trying to screw me, like, mm-hmm. professionally at the timber yard or whatever. At the t- <laughs> then, then, like, don't even, don't even fuck with my job right now because I have inappropriate stuff from you. And by the way, we're going to the darkest place because we live in Hollywood. He might just be like, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean it. And it's fine. <laughs> I love my wife so much. Okay. All right, so that's our okay. advice to you. Um, yes. Humboldt's really far, but I will be in Sacramento soon. But this probably will have come out by then. So we're going to, this is the last question, Stefan underscore NJ. Believe it or not, I've actually thought about this. In honor of Heather, what would Eliza's housewife catchphrase be? Love you both. So what's yours? I don't even have one. Because you're very much in that world. I've changed it so many times. People have given it to me. It would be something, and I don't even know, it would be something about stand-up and Juicy Scoop. I mean, because I would, I want to be, I don't even have it. I'll do the music. I don't even have a good one. I literally don't have one ready. I don't. Go, You're go on. Give me yours. Let me think of it. About oh, it. mine would be. I think I don't. I haven't thought about it either. I think mine would be something like, um, put. I'm. I want your snacks. Get out of my way. <laughs> Why? Emily's shaking her head. Why would it be more villainous? Because it has to be something. They're you. They're boastful, and it's always like I run this town. Eat my shit. Right. And then they hold right. out an apple. Yeah. So I need. Like I want. Well, I was thinking of one for Camille. She's not whole. She's grammar? Camille Grammer. She lost everything in the fire. Did, oh, um, she lost her house in the fire. But she's also just a friend, so she doesn't get a tagline. And but I really want her to have a tagline. And she I was, was thinking, on the show. She's on the show, but she doesn't get a tagline. She's like a friend. But she of, was one of them. Yes, but then she left after the divorce, oh. and now she's going to be featured a lot because she gets married. But towards the end of the season, I think she couldn't be there because her house caught on fire and right. melted. So I wanted to say something like hers, like um, something sweet, like um, the fire may have taken my possessions, but what I possess in my heart is what really burns. (laughs) (laughs) I think about it for other people. I Um, want yours. For mine, it'd probably be like. um, Wait, I've got one. Okay, go. Give it to me. Ready? So I'm in a dress and I turn around and just go, I will always ask to speak to a manager. (laughs) That's good. 
I I like it. I harass United Airlines. Oh, I have one. I have one. And this is a quote that I really live by. And it's perfect for housewives. And it's perfect for anybody in life. Okay? (laughs) Sometimes the greatest gift someone can give you is treating you so badly that you can walk away forever. That's not too long. But it's it's too long and it's not. I don't. I'm just like. All right. Let me think of another one. I've got another one. Okay, go ahead. I have a solution to our city's homeless problem, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> oh, my God. I could do this all day. I'm sorry. Let me think. Um, Men and women are created equal, but are they? I'm just trying to think of, like, horrible things. Yes, those say. are just bad ones. They're horrible. I just okay. turn around in, like, a beautiful designer dress. 9-11 was an inside job. I can't this is going to edit together. It's so weird. It's just me laughing. Heather has not laughed once. She's just like, this is not the point of the exercise. No, no, wait. Hold on. I'm just thinking of like. I went to a nice Catholic school in Calabasas. I need you to Woodland take Hills, this seriously. Like... In Woodland Hills. See, I think they're, they're all kind of like platitudes. I have a like, really bad It's one, like money no. can't buy you class, but it can buy you towels. You know, like it starts off with a sage piece of advice that gets twisted into something self-serving. You know, so it's like um, revenge is a diff, bo- best served cold. Especially if it's if it's lobster, like it's there's always like a twist at the end, you know. <laughs> okay, I'll read mine in the meantime. Okay, go. Shots at birth cause autism. I'm just trying to think of like what's this? that's so funny. <laughs> what I have like a lot, lots of lame ones. Like I don't need any friends because Jesus is my best friend. Oh, that's um, something like um, maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's don't touch my fucking face. I just like him with an edge. If you think my thighs are thin, you should see my patience for your bullshit. That's good. That's good? Okay. Okay. Um, There was ones that were like, you know, laugh at my pain because I'm already laughing at yours. That's good. And your ugly face. That's what you should say. No. (laughs) Laugh at my pain and and you're a bitch. (laughs) Be as mean as you want because I'll always make a joke out of it. Oh, that's good. They said I wouldn't be successful, but now they do the lunch times at my kids' school. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I've got one How more. I've got another one. Okay. okay. I'm a platinum member at Costco and proud of it. Oh, I love that one. Is there a level above platinum at Costco? No, there is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe do you drive an SUV? I don't. Any, no, not anymore. Oh. Well, we do. We have a, we have a Ford, um, like a Ford Explorer, but... I mean, kids are big now. I don't really, I never had the minivan ever. I drive an SUV to fit my husband, three kids, and all the shit I'm going to talk about you. You hate that. Yeah. Well, Well, let's see. We're not committed to series on anything. No, no, we're not. We're not. I'm going to have to have the producers work on mine, I think. Oh, okay. I've got one. Yes. I won't start a fight, but I'll finish it because, hold on. Because I want to be asked back next season. Yeah. No. (laughs) I won't start a fight, but I will finish it. Because I'm a liar, and I actually started the fight. <laughs> That's mine. I think these are so funny. These are so funny. They don't make any sense. It's breaking my heart that everyone I've said to you, you're like, I don't like that. 
Everything I've said, well, I feel like, like I hurt one, your feelings. The, one, the new ones, okay, so Beverly Hills is starting tonight, and the one for De- Denise Richards, I did not think was that good. She's like, you think the, st- the tabloids have stories about me. My own story is so much juicier. And I was like, hmm, you're using juicy. Mm, I don't know if I like that. Whoa. Whoa. you got to copyright that word. <laughs> oh, we've tried. No, oh. we're on it, Juicy Scoop. We're trying. Don't even try. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll never be a housewife. Don't worry. That's the, that's the opening line. Yeah. I'll never be a houswife, and I don't want to, or something. This show's stupid. I shouldn't have been on here. Like you just shit I'll nev- on it. Yeah. Go, you got it. Go. <laughs> I never thought I'd be a real housewife because I wanted to stay married, but now I'm happily divorced and on TV. I like how you're turning. <laughs> she's turning her body. You know, it should just be. Because it's turning. You just start, and it just you should just go, I'm a comedy writer, and that's it. There's no punchline. <laughs> All right, let's do top and the bottom of the cob. Okay. Sorry, Blanche. Oh, yeah, that should be my line. Yeah. It just says my name. And I'm like, I have a dog named Blanche. That's all you have to know. Her mouth smells like fish. Let's play the song. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Are you prepared? Yes, we'll I, top of the cob. I sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Because nothing compares to how ill-prepared you and I both were okay. for that Real Housewives well, challenge. I, people, I got to go back to where my ones were. We I have some to good send ones. them to guests if it's like a question like that. Yes. That's my, that was my fault as, okay. as one of the producers of the show. All right. Apparently I'm totally alone in this endeavor. Do you want me to start or would you like to do your, your top of the cob or bottom of the cob first? You start. My top of the cob is watching celebrities answer questions the way that they want to. Like a reporter will ask a shitty question or a, a loaded or pointed question and a seasoned celebrity knows how to... The, the rule is you answer things the way you want to answer them. So when they say like, oh, there's a lot of other funny women at this event. Is there anyone that you aren't excited about seeing? Something like that. Or like, you know, so-and-so just had a movie come out. Is that something you'd also like to do? Like just something where they're hoping you'll be like, I fucking hate her! I hate Heather! I love it when they answer stuff, so the answer's just like, you know, like, Heather McDonald has her own podcast. Is that something that you'd like to get into? Because she's so funny. And how do you feel about that as a funny woman? And then the answer's always something sterile, like, you know what? Like, we're all just having so much fun out here, and I'm just trying to stay healthy for my family. (laughs) They go away. I love it when the answer is just so benign. Right. Like, oh, you've been accused uh, of—you were on set with some guys that were accused of sexual assault. Has that tempered— any of the atmosphere of the set. You know, we're all out here as artists making the best that we can and trying to do the best that we can, and Christmas is going to be great this year. Like, just coasting right over it. Right. If you know to look for it, you're like, oh, they didn't like that question. And especially when it's, like, about women and women, when you can see the girl doesn't like the other girl. How Love it's it. always just like, and they just ignore that one. It'll be like, like, Heather, Tracy, Miranda are here. Are you excited about seeing these ladies perform? And you're like, I love Miranda, you know, Tracy. They're just talented women. The one that they leave out is the one that they don't like. And I love looking for that. Yes. Anyway. That's good. That's a top of the cob for me. Top of the cob for me is, and I'll probably go there after this, when I get so hungry, like closer to like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, And I'm just, like, shaking with hunger. And I go to this place called Kava that's, like, Chipotle for Middle Eastern food. Ooh. And a lot of people go and they just get a few things in their bowl and they can actually shut it. But I know how to order. Like, no one else knows how to order. And I get at least two meals out of that bowl. And the girl has no idea how much, how hard it's going to be to shut that What's the hack? 
What do you mean? What's the hack? I just or I like everything at there. So, so you're just ordering like a monster. Every topper, everything, every. <laughs> and you're paying for additional toppings. It's not. No. You that's don't have to pay for it. That's why I can't believe people haven't caught on. That's the hack is that you yes. is that you can have all these free toppings and you get your And no money matter worth. what, when my husband's gone, it's he always comes back and it's like there's still room in the bowl. And I'm like, what the fuck Where is, is it? wrong with you? It, there's one in it's Kava, C-A-V-A. I wish I was a part owner. I wish I was promoting it. I Kava. love it so much. We have one in Woodland Hills. There's one in like Westwood, I think. It okay. is so freaking delicious. Mm. You got like hummuses and grilled vegetables and lentils and different kinds of lettuces. And I mean, there and, is then, a I, look and then I in do your half eye. veggie, half grilled chicken. Okay. I do all the toppers except for olives. Oh, you don't like all you're one of those people. And the only that's the only thing I don't like. Do you get that like pickle? Oh, and I also stuff? don't like um Fennel. No, I don't like fennel either. It's yes. gross. It's like black licorice. Yeah. yeah. It's gross. Um, okay. That's your top of the cup is loading up on those free toppings at Kava. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And being start like shaking hungry when I get it. That's how I take all my meals. <laughs> like as if no one's ever gonna feed me again. My bottom of the cob yes. is this Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj drama. Okay. I really enjoy both of these women. And I just don't understand, like, a queen of rap, like, whatever. Like, one has a Grammy, one has the most albums. Like, why can't we just enjoy both? There are so many male rappers, and I think it's such bullshit that they've allowed themselves to play into this. I don't really understand. It's so interesting because when rap first started, I was always like, God, these guys really are generous. They're putting each other on each other's albums. They're not worried that this young rapper is going to, like, take over for them. They're the most non-jealous people in the world. I really thought they were so collaborative. And then— the East Coast, the West Coast thing with Tupac, and then ever since then, it's like such horrible fights and such and so blatant. Like in the music, I almost feel like they're playing to it, knowing that it helps their sales. I think there's that, but I also feel like you know, like Cardi B physically lashed out at Nicki Minaj, and then Nicki's whole album is Queen, and I feel like all of the lyrics are about why she, you know, secretly about Cardi, and it's like. Yeah, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, but like the idea that it's just the two of you, you almost want a third one to come in and blow them out of the water and be like, you shouldn't have been fighting. Like you can both just do your shit. And I just don't like it. I don't like how everybody has to act like it's one versus the other. I really enjoy both. And Cardi B took down her Instagram page and my joy is gone. Why? She like went on this rant after she won her Grammy, which is rightful. Like she was just like, you fuckers said I couldn't do it and you gave me shit. And it was just like crazy. And she took down her whole Instagram page. And now my sunshine's gone. Yes, because I used to when she's like, so I'm going to tell this guy to come over and like do me in the ass because I'm just like really horny and stuff. And it's like, but some of you motherfuckers have to realize like I'm a mom. Like I've got lots of stuff to do. And I'm like, like the way she talks, it's just I, I cannot get over it. It's like uh, she'll come back. She's I, I enjoy it because she's authentic. You know, like at the core of what How do you feel saying? about people having social media breakdowns? I'm do you live for it? for it? No, I don't live for it, but it's also like we're all supposed to be and give everything, and then when you get upset, it's like, oh, you're losing control. And it's like, okay, so because she showed that she was human. Right. And then it's also like, where's that line? Like, so I, I cry on social media. I get upset. That's okay, but yelling isn't okay. People don't like it when women show emotions. It makes them uncomfortable. Mel Gibson went on an anti-Semitic rant. Like, he's fine. Right. You know, so I think it's it. we like to vilify women for getting angry. I do feel like there's this new social media thing where it's like, here, I'll say this. This is what I hate. This is the bottom of the cob. Okay, I'm ready. Is when um, people don't realize that they're being suckers over a social media post, meaning like mm. someone looks amazing in a bikini 
but they'll turn and they'll sh- they'll make sure that like a one little dimple of fat is showing, and they're like, yeah, that's a dimple in my thigh, and I don't care, yeah, because these th- thighs have carried three babies. I'm a mother. And, I'm a you know, and then everyone's like, who could have said your body was bad? You're amazing. You look great. And who, what type of person would criticize you, right. a working mother of three? You look, and I'm like, you guys don't realize that they were fucking trying to get the compliments? Like, how 100%. D- dumb are you? I've been that how person. How dumb are you? <laughs> totally. Don't be tricked by the humble brag post. Please don't be tricked by it. And I've done plenty of them. I think it's it's the nature of this of this medium is that it's you showing. Do, but you do make fun of that. Like you'll be make like you'll look really good and you're like, yeah, what is these <laughs> do you love these curtains in the back? Like oh, wink wink. Like joke. I kind of love that and I think it's great. And it's like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, hey, I've been alone for three days and I didn't eat last night. So I'm taking a bikini shot and I don't know how many years I've left looking this good. So guess what? I'm gonna again Why I can't let me let me, you know, gain a hundred pervs that will never buy a ticket to my show. But it or gives just, me a, bi- a little boost. But you're not allowed as a woman to be like, I look really great because it's like, yes, what a you show. are allowed. I, I agree with you. And <laughs> when I was younger, we weren't. The worst thing someone could say is that you're conceited. No. Now everybody's conceited and Everybody it's fine. Is. That's why we're using Instagram. I'm saying you should be allowed to say that. Nobody wants to look like they're bragging, but it's like, who cares? The fact that you're putting your face on the internet at all. I post just as many ugly pictures as I do attractive ones because some days I like, I think ugly is funny. Some days I want to feel pretty. And we love to judge others for it, but we all do it. We, we all, all do it. we all do it. We've all made it normal that you're just like taking photos. And there's some people that you're like, what how you- is it that every third post is a selfie? You're not a model. You're kind of an odd person. You're kind what? of an odd person. <laughs> like why? Why? Like well, no. My favorite is you're not you're- a model. You're not bad looking, good looking. You're just kind of average, and it's just like at the beach having the best day. And I'm like, at least say something. And like, who are your friends that are checking for you that are like, you look great. Have a great day in Venice. We miss you. Like, oh, what is that conversation? What is that stone conversation? Oh, I love it. I love Instagram. I wake up. I have a problem. I have a neck issue because of it. I like it too. And I don't even love to hate. I don't... I love attractive women. I follow a lot of beautiful women, bodybuilders. Yeah. I like looking at that because I want to. I think if I look at it, I'll look like that. But I love the girl that's unaware that like you're not an influencer. Like my character Tamblin, it's like nobody's checking for you, nobody cares, and it's like drinking my Brita water filter. Have a great, you guys. Stay so safe. And it's like you don't care if they die. Stay <laughs> safe. That's hilarious. I um yeah, I'm addicted to it too to an extent. And then I'm like, stop it, Heather. And then some people I do have to stop following. Yeah, I've done that. I think it's a healthy thing. I think if someone's not in your life or anymore or their success or their bragging is kind of giving you like a stomach pain every time, just stop following them. Don't worry about it. And you you don't don't need to see it. Don't call someone out. I stopped following someone on social media. I didn't dislike them or anything. I was like, you know what? I don't really want. And people have unfollowed me, and I would never say anything to them. Yeah. And she like direct messaged me. She's like, you unfollowed me, and I was like, okay. was this like a personal friend? Uh, no, it was more of a business person friend. Okay. But it's like there are comics. Like I like them as people, but you, they you have bad Instagram. You know how Peter would have answered that? Hmm. So sorry, it was my assistant. But I'm not refollowing you. He's always like, don't you ever take the blame. Always just say, oh, there must have been my assistant by That's accident. That's the L.A. No, no. The, the, the prototypical L.A. response is my phone's messed up. Everyone, every, any comic, I was hacked. Any comic you can't get a hold of. Oh, sorry, my phone's messed up. Sorry, I've been out of town. Like all these bullshit things where I'm like, if Michelle Obama contacted you. you but I do like, think you can go, oh, my God, I just saw this. Because this, sometimes you do miss something. 
you can tell. Like, if I say, oh, my God, I just saw this, it means I just saw it. Then there are people where you're like, you're sketchy as fuck. You don't answer the phone. You don't have a voicemail. You're lying. Most people are lying. And then you find out that they saw you flirting with Johnny Sanchez 12 years ago. <laughs> and they're like, that's why I stopped following you, Eliza. Oh. And that's when you reveal to her, you're like, I did want to fuck him. I I've been playing dumb. I think he's very years. cute and funny and he was adorable at the time. But no, that was not my goal. As a true comedy writer and performer, you brought this whole interview all the way back around. And if you want a nice little callback. Yeah. If you want to take us out on a beautifully written Real Housewives Apple reveal. Oh, my God. I live south of the boulevard, not south of the border. That's if I was like a racist that. Right. Right. That's good. That'll be our soundbite to promote the show. I've got one. I've got one. (laughs) Cocaine's more expensive than it used to be. You don't think this is funny? Like, this woman turning around. That's the look on your face that's making all these I can't believe Heather's not even giving me a courtesy laugh. I'm loving it. I I like that they're, like, weird things that don't make sense. Like, I love (laughs) it. It's like 9-11 was. It is such a. All right. I like your South of the Border one. You want to give one more? Oh, let's see. I won't try to go. I won't try to follow you with something about huffing paint. Bleach isn't just for cleaning my husband's shirts. I also smell it. You know how people always say, like, I'm from the south side of Chicago? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but I see what it means. It's pretty rough. <laughs> and so I've always wanted to do something about the fact that I grew up south of the boulevard in Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just a white girl from Catholic schools on the south side of Woodland Hills, a mile from Target. How did I get here, America? <laughs> how did I, I mean, how did this happen to me? If it could happen to me... It could happen to you. Like, what? What are you like, talking why, about? I know. Why is it always like such a, I always, um, like, I'm like, well, I just always want to work that in that I grew up south of the boulevard in Woodland Hills because I always think of like the south. So, I like how you're like, I don't know what it means, but it seems rough. It seems rough because otherwise, why do you keep saying it? Like, no one's ever like, like, I came from the Upper West Side. Like, no one's ever oh, bragging yeah. about being rich. So it's always like, I came from a bad Nothing. part of town right. and like, I'm a huge success. But like, what if someone just was like, hey, I I was middle class. Both my parents stayed married. I didn't have to pay for my college, so I had no debt. But I had a couple rough years where I was in, you know, which, when I was trying to get some acting jobs. But I made it now. Like, like, that's not a juicy story. No. I'll show you white privilege, and then you just turn around. Yes. And just jaywalk. Yeah. Smoking a blunt. All right. <laughs> we could do this all day. Uh, Heather McDonald, your podcast is Juicy Scoop. If yes. you love Juicy Scoop, you also have a Patreon account where people can get double Juicy Scoops. Yes. Friday, there's a new episode that I do, but there's lots of different things. You can go all the way back and listen. It's the juicier stuff. But, uh, yeah, check it out. I love doing it. And then uh, You're if at- you like to go see stand-up comedy, like you like to go see Eliza, check. Follow me at heathermcdonald.net and see if I'm coming to your city. I was going to do it city. for you. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's classier if I do it. It is totally classier. Make it work. Wait, it's .net? Yes, it is. All right, all right, all right. The people, it was like someone won $10,000 for it, and it's not worth it. No, it's not. Especially in this day and age. Who cares? Follow her. Yeah, if if you still like websites, go to (laughs) heathermcdonald.net to see where her her shows are. Heather McDonald on Twitter and Heather McDonald on Instagram. Correct. And Juicy Scoop, trademark pending. Yes. Peter says it's coming any day. So don't try to steal it. Yeah, don't try to steal it. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.